You're listening to Fatso, supported by Suno India. I'm fat, and I refuse to sit in some chairs. So. I'm fat and I have no qualms asking for an extra belt in the airplane. So, it's about safety. <laughs> I'm fat and I own the space that I occupy. I'm not ashamed, I'm not apologizing. So, I'm fat and I refuse to sit in plastic chairs. They're just not made for me. So, dabs street. I'm fat and I'm not repulsed by my body. So, I'm fat and I have a morbid fear of sitting on swings and the roof falling down on me. So, <laughs> welcome to Fatso, the podcast where we talk about the joys and sorrows of being fat women in India, heavy on the joy. I'm Amia. I'm Pallavi and today we're going to talk about the body positivity movement. Yaar, what positivity? You know, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Body positivity is good. It's important. I have felt its benefits. But I'm really allergic to these movements. See, because the thing is, the positivity movement, for example, right? I find it super upsetting because this whole thing about no, think positive thoughts. You can do it. It's all in you. It's it's really not. A lot of the time you cannot control everything in your life by thinking positive thoughts. Even if you have, you know, mind powers like Magneto. But the point is it's like I find it deeply upsetting because basically the what it's telling you is everything is your own damn fault. If you would just get your shit together and not be such a sad pathetic loser, everything good will happen to you. And that's just not how the world works. You know, sometimes my life is going to shit because of systemic discrimination. <laughs> Okay, so it's not about all that. Okay. Really, there's so much more to it than that. So I don't know, uh, have you seen those um, hashtags on Instagram? Uh, hashtag F your beauty standard, hashtag lose hate, not weight, hashtag fat acceptance, well, hashtag fatitude. Well, I started following you, so yes. Yes, right. <laughs> so what it is trying to say is that all of us together as a community of fat women and men, are reclaiming our space and saying, hey, we're fine as we are. We're okay as we are. We can wear good clothes. We can do stuff. We can travel. We can exercise. We can wear makeup. And we are beautiful. We're wonderful. We're just like any other person living on this planet. So that's what the body positivity movement is all about. It's not just about, hey, you know, do affirmations standing in front of the mirror and magically you will... Um, come across this, um, you know, new version of you. Not at all. It's about the fact that we can all have these conversations and we can all reclaim that we are okay as we are. Makes a little more sense. So yes. there's a lot more to it. Than yes, just it does that. make more sense. I mean, okay, again, I, I, I know body positivity is about more than how you look, but I find this whole movement thing a little scary because that's my personal reluctance to join, though somewhere I'm a joiner deep inside, but somewhere <laughs> I'm also allergic to joining which my um, therapist astrologer would say is because I am projecting. But <laughs> so the thing is, I feel like in society generally, fatness is a lot more acceptable than it used to be, which we did talk about last week, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that fatness, to some extent, fat is acceptable. You know, tamed fat, fat that 
fits into prescribed roles, you know, mummy or grateful girlfriend <laughs> or, um, you know, fat that wears clothes of a certain kind, which is not the clothes that I wear. Uh, fat that doesn't, you know, overtly sort of bring the cellulite to the front, right? Uh, when it comes to sex, fat is really fine as a kink. BBWs are really like it's a thing. If I had a dollar for every time a boy has messaged me online saying, hi, I'm into BBW. And I's like, I'm into BMW, bro. What's your point? <laughs> right? I mean, wh- wh- why are you telling me this? It makes no sense to me, right? So, yes, we need a movement. We need it. But how much further than I'm okay, I'm allowed to look like this. Fuck your attitude. Fuck, fuck your beauty standards. How much further than that does it go? Can it go? And you are absolutely right because that is exactly what did bother me about this whole uh, body positivity movement because I felt it was a little shallow in the sense that it was only addressing the fact that, you know, I can look in the mirror and say, oh, I love my curves. So I can do that. But the underlying thing of fat being unhealthy, that was something that really bothered me. Until, as I mentioned earlier as well, I read uh, Health at Every Size by Linda Bacon. And the research, and I've done a lot of research after that, so it's not just this book. The research says that fat in itself is not unhealthy. It is the yo-yo dieting. It is the constant, you know, changing the way you eat, not giving yourself enough nutrition, that whole yo-yo dieting, changing your body structure over and over again, forcing your body to change, which is unhealthy. Mm. In fact, there are there is research that says that, first of all, lifestyle diseases are not limited to fat people. Yeah, Thin people have it as well. So it is not an issue of fat, right? Yeah. And there is research which has shown that mortality rates for life for people with lifestyle diseases who are fat are better than for people with lifestyle diseases who are thin so it isn't that you know fat diabetes dead no there can be a fat healthy and there can be a thin unhealthy so health is determined by what you put in your body yeah and it is determined by a certain level of movement that you allow for your body but do you know that it only takes 20 minutes of exercise only 20 minutes of exercise for your body to be healthy and that 20 minutes can be done in 10 segments 10 minute segments so the research has found that anything over 30 or 40 or 1 hour doesn't necessarily increase the health aspects of your body it may increase muscle tone it may increase other stuff like that but it won't increase this so there's a lot of research on this and fat can be healthy thin can be unhealthy now where i do think the body positivity movement ends is in representation because there isn't enough representation as per me whether it's in healthcare or in the consumer industry or in pop culture yes it is beginning but there's a long ways to go and the real impact will only be felt when we actually feel that we're being represented now for example i would love to live in the world in a world where if the government starts a fit india movement i'm assured that yes there are fat people sitting on that panel and when they're talking about fit india they're talking about thin people getting fitter or slim people getting fitter as well as a body like mine and what a body like mine needs to be fitter you know 
uh, I would love to live in a world where uh, yoga, exercise videos, other videos like that, which are released by brands and influential, um, the influential consumer industry, let's say, has a person like me doing yoga or a person like me running or a person like me dancing. Because, see, in our little, little worlds of Instagram, we do have people who represent us and who are doing all of these things and, you know, so-called defying the fact that you know yeah. fat people are not flexible or can't have that strength or can't move their bodies that way but in mainstream that representation isn't there for me representation is if I could walk into a store and buy clothes or lingerie or shoes <laughs> you know and just know that my size will be available because I also exist as a size and I don't have to go onto some online platform which charges me exorbitantly or find someone who will customize clothes for me right for me, it's about walking into a chemist and finding a face mask that will fit my face or finding a crepe bandage that is okay for me or a neck support, which I don't have to ask, yaar, mere size mein fit aega kya? Yeah. You know, so uh, representation is for me walking into an aeroplane and having already booked an Excel seat and not having to ask for an extra seat belt because the aeroplane knows that they will have a certain percentage of people who are my size walking into them. Mm-hmm. So there's so much. So, yes. While it is fabulous that we have this movement and it changed my life, you know, I've said it over and over again that for me, it was stepping into the parallel into a parallel universe. But yes, there are limitations where representation is still a long ways to go. Yeah, I think representation is also really important for another reason that we also forget, which is not so much that I see a fat person there doing something normal, which means I'm allowed to do something normal. But everybody else sees a fat person there doing something normal and allowed to be normal. I mean, this is why Captain Marvel is amazing because all the little boys can see little girls are the superheroes, you know? Absolutely. And then they're no longer saying, don't be stupid, you can't be. And they're like, no, I've seen it, right? But I think for me, body positivity in the most literal sense of it is not... I don't know if it's fair to say it's something I haven't really struggled with because obviously I have. Hello, fat woman. But... I think that I was very lucky. Like, I mean, when you think about the biggest place where people run into trouble with body positivity, it's when it comes to sex and people of the opposite sex. Ma, if you're listening, stop. <laughs> so, you know, it, <laughs> it comes down to, I don't know, maybe I was just really lucky. But like the early, the early people I slept with, like in New York City, which was so amazing, I was a sexy, desirable, can't keep my hands off you body. Yes, he was a Colombian man who spoke no English and we were extremely different in our backgrounds and there was no relationship potential. But it suddenly it was like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> and you know, this is a man who was like, get on top. And I was like, and he's like, no, you won't break me. Don't be stupid. Right. And I did. And it was, you know, amazing. But somehow again like i said i've been blessed with the angels the good men who have loved me in my life i'm not afraid of my body being seen i've got this thing in my head where i'm like huh he wants to have sex with me he has had sex with me he has seen my naked body now why this then put on sheet cannot walk around because what that makes no sense to me right and again i don't mean to belittle the people who are petrified by this but somehow to me that was never a thing I consciously had to deal with I just sort of came into it I would just walk around and 
nothing happened right and sometimes good things happened right because suddenly they're like oh hello round 2 which is nice and i've become a person who bizarrely for all my crippling insecurity and problems with self confidence i have in other parts of my life i don't have it about my body i am not yes of course i wish there were chairs right the chair, we come back to chairs a lot but we may even give them their own episode but physically fitting into public spaces yes um being taken seriously yes but i don't have a problem with with accepting my body with you know my tummy her name is champakavalli we call her champa <laughs> i don't have a problem with holding her touching her with other people touching her there was uh, maybe there was a time when i didn't like it but then i've realized that why, why why not it's all just a part of me and yes of course being a fat woman there are certain things that you can't do in bed because literally physics but there are it's okay it doesn't matter it is it doesn't mean that you are not a sexual creature you cannot be a sexual creature and somehow it was so it's so beautifully liberating for me like this this thing that i have had to tell my women friends who are in committed relationships of years and years whose husbands are like begging them try this try that and they're like no no and i'm like but do it just do it once come on just do it. if i can do it you can i don't even know if this guy likes me like you know he loves you he's not going to leave you too late shaadi ho gaya ab kya karega right you know that kind of stuff and then they do it and then they come back to me and they're like oh my god this was amazing and you know sometimes i feel like that's a part of it that doesn't actually get spoken about so much that in the positivity and the loving we don't also talk about this part of it that you can be physically in your body sexually as well it's not just about running and climbing and dancing and all of those things that it's it it would be good if we could also remember to be positive and understand that here's someone who's having sex with you guys it's okay like and if guess what if he's going to make a face kick him out and keep his pants <laughs> like believe me he's not like as i say once i take my shirt off he's not looking at anything there's no blood in his brain it's all good right so maybe that's another reason why i felt like i feel squiggy about about body positivity movements yeah but at the same time the body positivity movement has helped me significantly in this area of my life yeah because there are women and men out there saying that hey you know look at this fat woman skinny man and we're in love with each other and looking at those photographs made me believe it's possible mm. you know um so i'm really glad that there are a whole lot of people who are being so brave and just putting it out there on camera yeah that you know here is this body and this body which everybody says can't go together but we're having a lot of fun and definitely i need far more emancipation and a lot more classes from you girl <laughs> you need to start a class uh, um yes I, you do i feel like that might go into like sex trafficking or something so maybe not oops but <laughs> <laughs> but, but really in this whole aspect so you know before the whole sex bit of it comes in because i had i was very lucky my husband was amazing in bed and he really made it a point to uh pleasure me and we did a lot of experimenting and you know we we grew together in that area of life tremendously so that was absolutely wonderful but when it stopped with him 
um, I really went into this well of despair that there is never going to be any other man that mm. ever would want my body or to have sex with my body because that was the messaging. And it took all of this body positivity and seeing other men, you know, willing to, I mean, seeing other men on social media, making out or making love with women who were fat, you know, it just sort of said, gave me that hope that no, hey, you know, if this isn't working, doesn't mean your life is over, you know. And but before that whole thing, for me, came my own acceptance of my body. Yeah. My own being able to touch my breasts and say, oh, it's all right, you know, if you're not like up there, yeah. uh, just like it is in the porn movies, right? Yeah. And touching my thighs, which are huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the circumference of my thighs is somebody's waist, you oh, know? Oh, God, yes, I have these friends <laughs> and I'm like, I will take two of your pants, yes. stitch them together and it will be one leg. One leg, yes. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the hardest part was being able to look into the mirror and touch my belly and touch my stomach and yeah. just say wow that's like really soft and pillowy and you know just get to that space of touching these different parts of my body and saying look I have hated you because I've been told to hate you but when I actually spend time with you in front of the mirror and touch you this way you feel good to me yeah and if you feel good to me, then I'm sure I will find one person out of seven billion on this planet whom you feel good to. So let's hang in there together. You know? Yeah. So that is what the body positivity movement did do for me. It allowed me to do this for myself. That is very beautiful. But definitely this thing about, you know, for me, my nieces... They love to sit on me and lie on me. And like there are so many pictures of me lying down flat with like two children screaming and jumping. On. I, I love it. I love it because it's a great way for me to hang out with them without having to do anything. Uh, but they always say this. And like I know she comes up to me, the older one, and she says, you're so comfy, chitzels. I like to lie on you and read my book. And I'm like, okay, do it. <laughs> it's like it's a whole new way to look at this, this body of mine and say that, hey, Here's this wonderful little sprite, this spark of joy, <laughs> who loves it here. Yeah. You know? Okay, so, Amea, having said all of this, have you ever felt the need to educate other people on how you <laughs> feel when they talk about fat? Oh, you've known me, what, like two months, three months now? Um, have you ever noticed my desperate need to educate everybody about everything? <laughs> That's a good one, about everything. No, it's true. I mean, I find that this happens a lot with feminism as well. For me, uh, all my activism has been channeled via feminism. But basically the thing of um, trying to change someone's mind, trying to show them that there's another perspective, one mm -hmm. that they're ignoring, one that they don't see, whatever it may be. But it's a, it's something that can be incredibly rewarding when you actually find someone who's receptive yeah. and learns or is willing to learn. And incredibly frustrating when you just have someone who's just like, but I'm right, but you're wrong. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, please stop talking now. <laughs> so, and I also find that it depends a lot on my own headspace because there are times when I have the resources and the energy and the enthusiasm to actually do it. But there are also so many times when I'm just like, fuck you, educate yourself. It's called Google. 
Absolutely. Do your own research. I also think that yeah, it's a bit of a problem, right? That we put so much of the burden of education and all of these things on the people who are oppressed or discriminated against. But on the other hand, I also think that you know, um, I will never know what it feels like to be standing up out of a penis. So <laughs> the only person who can explain that to me is someone who does it. Correct. Right. So equally. there are men who don't even realize the way that we are constantly worried about safety as women mm. or there are there are people who are not as fat as us who don't understand how you enter a room and you scan the chairs yeah right true true how do we deal with people who keep on saying stuff about your body without the invitation yeah well to be quite honest with you and you also know me now for <laughs> <laughs> like the last two months Honestly, if I realize it's a lost cause, my way of dealing with it is with a smile and yeah yeah, live in your own world and I'm perfectly okay with it. And I know it's a bit of a uh, escapist attitude, but it's just that in the beginning I really wanted to help people understand and educate and mm-hmm. show them my point of view and I was so gung-ho and enthu about it. and i realized that there are some people who however much they may love you they just stuck with their point of view mm-hmm. and they are not going to educate themselves they're not going to research it really doesn't matter and you know then it's like which battles do you want to fight so now it's like that when as you said when someone's um interested and you think it might really make a difference then i talk about it and when in the first few minutes of the conversation i realize okay this person is not really interested it's just their point of view and they're going to stick with it then i let it go and i smile and i nod and i just you know i can smile and nod sometimes but sometimes i'm just like irritated and i just can't deal with it so then my 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 reaction is very simple i'm just like yeah all right let's not talk about this <clears throat> or no i'm not interested in your opinion yeah. no i didn't ask you that question so it's very interesting because especially when complete random strangers comment on my weight i tend to slap them back quite hard sometimes it's unfair sometimes it is isn't like uh, i went on this crazy trip last weekend oh, and there's this these these <laughs> russians who are russian and they uh-huh. were standing around and these boys in a corner going <laughs> they're like frat boys i swear to god and one of them tells me hey amaya hey amaya can i tell you a joke i'm like okay what and he's like oh you know how, what's a great way to lose weight so i just looked at him and i said i don't Jeez. need that information especially not as a joke so you can just fuck right off and poor boy was deeply traumatized and then later he came he said i'm really sorry i was just telling you that the last time i came to india i had diarrhea for 5 days and i was in the hospital and i lost 10 kilos and i was like oh my god isn't that funny and i'm like no no <laughs> but at least i get where you're coming from i mean i'm sorry i yelled at you but on the flip side on my on the train back to delhi last week i don't mm-hmm. know i'm sorry, i don't even know what day it is so on the train back to delhi there was a Uh, elderly matlab sprightly man must be in his 60s sitting in the coupe with me mm. and it was like he was talking to me in telugu with a heavy accent i didn't know what the hell he was saying so i said sorry nak telgradandi and i let it go okay then the next morning he starts talking to me uh, in english uh, and he says you know ma'am my daughter she used to be very lean uh-huh but now she's become very heavy and i'm sitting there and i'm thinking oh fuck really <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh it's an invitation like 
I know. Just right? being there is an invitation for people to talk about this. It's and and I'm like also look at him. He's saying lean. I I don't know how I feel about the fact that he's saying lean instead of thin. I feel there's something to unpack some other time. But anyway, so he starts telling me about his daughter, and he says, you know, she used to be really lean, and then she started doing this job. We have this agricultural university, and so she runs the college, and she looks after the kids, the students, and she takes them out all the time to eat food, uh, and things like that. And because of that, she has become very heavy she eats all the junk food all the time and now she is in very bad situation she can't move uh, because of that her husband also cheated her and everything Holy and i was smokes. like move and i'm waiting for the pale payload right which is going to be like so if you don't lose weight your husband will cheat on you and then he looked at me and he said i look at you ma'am and i'm happy you are able to move you are able to travel you are able to do everything yourself because i had a middle birth and i hopped in and out three or four times no bad and i was just like oh <laughs> wow because that's the thing i guess people can surprise you sometimes so i try to not slap them until they have asked for it because sometimes <laughs> it pays off i guess yes one thing i think that is quite uh, interesting to look at in all of this right and i think we talked about this in the last episode a little bit too which is th- like you know thin privilege and body positivity and and fat liberation and all of these things it's not all sunshine and roses like mm-hmm. body positivity what are the other like what has been your experience of this dark side yeah i was quite surprised actually at the dark side of uh, body positivity because you know um tess holiday talks about it about how uh, people say it's okay and she passes because of her very pretty face you know and that's something a lot of people have told me as well that oh it's all all right because you have a very pretty face you know um and uh, it was amazing because i came across these definitions of fat i don't know if you know that there's something called infinity fat there's super fat and then So there's infinity fat. fat, small fat. Yes. And I was stunned, you know, when I saw all of this, because that means even as fat women, we're classifying ourselves into acceptably beautiful fat women and not. And I don't have my fat is more on my stomach and my thighs. I don't have like those big breasts sort of fat. But apparently I do. Yeah, baby, (laughs) (laughs) you do. And I love it. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> But you know, so the fa- so there was a point in time in the body positivity in that whole phase of mine where I was like, hey, hang on a second. I thought anybody is okay. Now, do I have to look at my fat body and say, but hey, my fat is not in my breasts; it's in my stomach. So actually, I'm not an acceptable fat body. I just, you know. um and of course i had to get over that whole phase but there was a phase where i was like oh shit man i mean okay i can accept my fat body but i wish i had bigger breasts you know yeah yeah i mean the thing is i i think that what it boils down to is fundamentally we're so deeply conditioned to always seek some appro- approximation of beauty and sophie hagen whom as you know i'm a super 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 fan of mm-hmm. please please read her book it's called happy fat mm-hmm. uh she talks about this as well she talks about tests as well she she says not only is tests She has a pretty face, yes, but she's also conventionally, she's fair-skinned, she's white, she yeah, has she has also. red hair, light-colored hair, all of those things as well. And Sophie makes this point, which I really love, which is that you can be body neutral. You don't yeah. have to love your body because sometimes it's also pressure on yourself to love your body, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's also 
while classifying fatness within fatness is a problem in some ways i also think it's true though because as somebody who's fat again i will not have the same experience as someone who's eight sizes larger than me mm-hmm. right of course i mean even myself 3 years ago x kilos lighter uh <laughs> okay 3 years ago 30 kilos lighter uh, i would i still felt fat and ugly and rejected and all of this but i guess my clothes i could fit like i don't have the kind of problems i do now mm-hmm. so the way the world rejects you the way the world plays on you that definitely is a factor of how fat you are yeah so to some extent the intensity of the of the trauma the rejection all of this changes the shame i think it 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 gets dialed up the fatter you are and dialed down by various other intersections so you could be thinner than me but really dark skinned and therefore mm-hmm. get a double whammy mm-hmm. for example you know yeah. so there i i don't think it's as simple as yes or no but it is problematic and to me the dark side of the body positive movement is its co-option by capitalism but this is not a marxist podcast so <laughs> but i'm really not really like, a marxist i really like what you've said about being body neutral you know for example when no, no, we were Sophie, doing no no sophie not me but her. yeah yeah okay well <laughs> you've resonated with it yes. and you're talking about it you know that uh, instagram handle of the ugly woman yes i love her i really love her and it's because remember when we did those videos of have you ever felt ugly mm mm-hmm. When I looked at my video later, mm-hmm. I felt like a bit of a sham mm-hmm. in it to be honest because it's not that I don't really feel that way. I do. But then I was thinking to myself, why is it important to be beautiful at all? Yeah. You know? Why not just be neutral? Why? Because actually that's the truth. I don't look at people anymore and think, "Oh, that's ugly" or "Oh, that's beautiful." Not even men. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly. I look at a person and it's just the person. Mm-hmm. you know i'm not like calibrating that whole uh, compartmentalization mm-hmm. of you know is this good looking or is this not good looking and i wish i could feel that state more and more even for myself where yeah. i wish even trying to be beautiful wasn't a thing for me i know and I'm, know? i mean i think it's a bit of both like to me i look at someone uh, well at least people i am sexually oriented towards I, i'm not going to say that oh my god that man is beautiful i might look at a man and say that oh look at that classic face but it does nothing for me mm. but there are also the men who do something for me mm. and often once i've talked to them for 10 minutes it goes away because there's no brain fizz or <laughs> there's nothing and it comes on like crazy because there's brain fizz so obviously it goes differently for different people yeah. i don't know that i would say that i don't see beauty but then as we know i'm the less evolved person on this podcast oh come on so- <laughs> Good she Lord. hates it when i do that guys so obviously <laughs> i'm going to do it all the time <laughs> but maybe it's it's a goal to reach for you know yeah maybe it's a goal though the main thing i feel that is the value to be derived from fat liberation or body neutrality is trying to finding a way to deal with the constant dysmorphia we all put ourselves mm-hmm. into which comes straight out of good old patriarchy <laughs> sir patrick Mm-hmm. Not Stuart so Patrick Stuart is a god. <laughs> Those dogs. How did you get here? I've made my peace in some ways with my body with shame with feeling rejected and all these things. But how did you get to this place where you you genuinely are one of the few people I know yeah. who's genuinely like like when I say to myself I'm beautiful in this saree I don't really think so. 
on some level. I'm just like, tell yourself that till you believe it, girl. Mm. So, but you are the only person I know who like, who's like, it's coming right from your heart. Well, other than children. Well, babe, serious hard work. Yeah. Serious hard Damn work it. and time. You know, I look. You do know that I have a past life where I've done a lot of the emotional, uh, you know, the. Um, emotional freedom technique, EFT. Well, a lot of people know it as Reiki and pranic healing ah, and all okay. of those healing things. But there are a lot of uh, modalities or tools that are more emotional yeah. based and uh, more logical, right? I do a lot of work with family constellations, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et and I used all of those tools on myself and my body. I have had so many conversations with my body. Hmm. I used to write 150 things I was grateful for every day for six months. Every morning, I would open up a Word doc and I would write 150 things I'm grateful for. And half of those had to be about my body. Holy. Actually, you know, so I have done that level of work. I still do that level of work. But that's the work I do. There's a a whole rainbow of options and ways and methods. And you just have to you have to stop believing that there is some rule that is homogenous and universal about how you look or how you deal with how you look or whatever. So based on our previous episodes and some of the feedback we've been getting, we thought that rather than do reflections, we're going to set a challenge for ourselves over the next two weeks and maybe interact with all of you on social media for that challenge in case you're up for it. Well, we may we may also do other stuff. We keep mixing it up. Okay, guys, we don't we don't <laughs> want to get bored, right? Because this is all about us. So we thought True. that what would be a fun thing to do uh, would be the next time a person talks to you about your weight when it's not relevant, stand up for yourself and just say, you can say it politely. You can say, look, I didn't ask for your opinion about my body. Can we talk about what we're really talking about? Mm-hmm. It's horrifyingly difficult the first time, guys, but you can do it. And we're going to do it too. Correct. And share it. And we really hope that you would send us your share stories. Share it with the hashtag FatSoChallenge. Tag us. Share it. Uh, and I think that's it. That wraps us up for today, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. Uh, you can find us, as you know, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fatso Podcast. F A T S O P O D C A S T. This episode was recorded partly at Quadernote Studios and partly at Mancho Media. Our photographs were taken by Suraj Kumar. Our music was made by Anand Sharma, and our logo was made by Yash. This episode is produced by Moa. That's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Fatso is now available on sunoindia.in or any other podcasting app of your choice. 